CigarCast, your weekly one-stop shop for all things cigar-related, including industry news, reviews, and everything in between. We're recording back live again for the first time in two weeks at Crown Cigars and Ales here in beautiful Brentwood, Tennessee. I'm one of your hosts, Trey Devin. I'm joined, as I am most weeks, though it feels like a lifetime, Mr. Shane Reeves. You know, I've really missed recording the podcast. I have to. I woke up with an extra spring in my step this morning knowing that we were recording tonight. Yeah, I mean, I could have recorded, you know, we're at Thursday, and when you texted me on Tuesday and said Thursday, I was like, man, that's one more day. Yeah. <laughs> but it's been so long. But before we get into all of the the rhyme and reason that is our life, let's talk about what we're going to smoke tonight. Let's do it. What do you got? So tonight, I got something special. And later on in the show, I want to talk about finding cigar bargains, because this is the time of year when you're going to get your best bargain cigars of the year. Absolutely. You're not seeing a lot of events, which is usually my go-to. When I'm talking cigar bargains, I'm going to go to an event. But there are some great black box specials and some stuff happening that right this time of year that are great. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of brick and mortars are going to be clearancing out and making room in their humidors, stuff that didn't sell so well, stuff that they just they have a newer version coming in and they want to move it. You know, there's going to be a lot of opportunity. Now's a good time to have squirreled away a little cash for for your cigar hobby. Well, the other thing too is if you know what your if you if you're good friends with the cigar shop owner wherever you are, they probably know what they've got their eye on at the show because they've the deals were released early. So you're probably going to find him making some space in the shelves. If he's going to make a 20 box order on this one cigar, you're probably going to be able to get that moved in as well. Yeah. So so I went to a cigar shop here in town, and they were having one of the flash sales. And I picked up a Drew Estate Undercrown Maturo Tubo. Now, we've never spoken about Tubos on this show to any degree. I don't think you and I particularly smoke them ever, do we? You know, Tubo, you know, you have to wonder, is it a marketing scam? That's the nature of my beast, is to say, okay, this is just a marketing scam, they're charging me extra for the tube, not really, you know, the, nothing to the cigar. I, I, I tend to agree with that just in general. But, you know, if, it's, uh, if you're going for presentation or a gift, I think it's worth the extra 30 cents to a dollar. To, and it looks a little nicer. Well, and now I wanted to show you this because when I opened this tube for this cigar, this is how you know you're dealing with a factory or quality company. They have a plug in there made of tobacco. Oh, I like that. So, so they it doesn't it. bounce in. Because one of the things that's nice about the tube, as opposed to like the three-finger case that you're so fond of, is with the tube, it's made for one cigar. It's made for that cigar. So it's not going to rattle around in there. But as you pointed out, it can still slide front to back. So they put that little plug in there, and it kind of keeps it from doing that. That's brilliant. Now, this is a Drew Estate Undercrown Maduro. The wrapper is a San Andreas Maduro. The binder is Connecticut, Habano, and Sun Grown, and the filler is Brazilian and Nicaraguan. This is, this is the cheap version of the Liga 9. Yeah. You know, when they were rolling the Liga 9s and they said, okay, we need something that the working man can smoke, they created this cigar. And I'll, now I will say, so here's, the th here's Tube Theory 101. Tube Theory 101 is that you put the cedar spill in there, and that you put the cigar in that, and you encase it in the tube, and the cedar actually infuses the cigar to a degree. Oh, yeah. And uh, now, I'm not sure how much infusion goes on around the wrapper. I think infusion's probably the wrong word there. I don't think infusion's what you're going for so much as there's a little bit of humidity baked into that just inherent. You know, they're not putting a, a perfectly dry piece of cedar in there, so that helps. It creates a buffer, and the most important thing for me here is that it creates a buffer between the, the aluminum of the tube, which will give off flavor. Right. And so instead of ending up with a metallic taste, you get that cedar taste. So tonight I am also going to attempt something that we've never done before on the show. I am going to light this cigar using a cedar spill. Do you have a fire extinguisher handy? No, but at least we don't have the windscreens on the mics <laughs> to catch fire when you try and light that thing. I'm taking this as safely as possible. Now, I love lighting them off of a cedar spill. That's you, you got an awful wide one there. That's an inch-wide cedar spill. Usually they're about a third of that size. That's usually about the length I like because I like a little lot longer flame 
to light my cigar. I have my spill lit. Now I've got to get it. Oh, it went out. And that's the problem with the tubo is you do have a little more humidity. Yeah. But on Trey's recommendation, I will cut this in half All right. and double it up. So this, and this is, a, this is a master level, especially to do it while you're podcasting. This is a master level cigar skill lighting of a tube. Lighting well, especially, with I, w- I wish everyone, and it'll be up on Instagram, you'll be able to see, but the match box between your middle and ring finger, the, <laughs> the cedar spill between your index, no, your middle and thumb, like, you've got 15 things in that hand. I don't know how you're holding on to it all. I'm a talented man. Do we need to no. go get you a cedar spill from, like, the big rack over there? I, I like the symmetry. I like the thermogaturgy. There's a okay. great word. The thermogaturgy of using the spill which encased this in order to light it. I'm having more trouble with the matches than I actually am the cedar spill. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know where, if these were purchased at Joe's Discount Matches for less, if they're childproof or what exactly is going on. Let's try holding it straight up this time, see if we can get it. I have never seen anyone have that much trouble trying to light a cigar, I've got to say. I, I think... It's going to happen. So... Hand me your lighter, Trey. All right. I think what happened is uh, you've probably got a little bit too much humidity. I probably got wet cedar. Yeah. You're probably going to end up with a little bit of a wetter cigar as a result. Well, due to the fact that my truck got rear-ended Tuesday... I don't have my kit with me that I always carry. So I'm using my reserve um, cutter, and I don't have a reserve lighter here, which I don't know why, because I own 7,000 lighters. I was about to say, I thought for sure you would keep one in the, in the locker over there. So tell us what you're smoking, Trey, oh, while right. I'm still wrestling with this. That's right. I have a cigar, too. Uh, I am in the mood tonight for something really good. I walked in the humidor and I said, I don't care what I smoke. I just want something that is going to be good with a capital G. Because I haven't really been smoking this week. So I wanted to kind of jump back in with both feet. And so there's a couple of options for me on that. The Padron 4000 is an easy one to go to. The Tennessee Waltz, the Yellow Rose, of course. Uh, and you know, even, even this year's Las Calaveras, I would have put in that category especially for the same price point. But thinking about the podcast and which one of all of those on that list that I've smoked the most recently, released recently in this case, I went with the Nicaraguan 505 from Romeo. I said those in all the wrong order. The Romeo 505 Nicaragua. This is a phenomenal cigar that we've both raved about on the show for months and months and months. It's a full-bodied flavorful Nicaraguan cigar. It's got a Habano seed wrapper around Nicaraguan binders and fillers. I actually splurged a little bit. I went Churchill tonight, which is not something I typically do, but I wanted to enjoy every morsel and every second of this cigar. So I made sure that I didn't put myself in a position to say, you know, I wish it was just half an inch longer. Right. It's, and it's easier to spend the extra couple of bucks and have a little longer cigar than to wish you had it longer. Well, I, you know, and I was talking with someone about this just, I think, maybe even last night, about the difference between a Toro and a Churchill is like 50 cents. But the difference in, because, but the difference in smoking time can be pretty significant. Now, oh, yeah. You've got about the same amount of tobacco in one from the other, One's just bigger around, the other one's longer. But So, yeah, the extra little bit to go Churchill when you're already in, especially when you're already in that $11, $12 range, is just a no-brainer to me. So we are at the IPCPR show starts tomorrow. <coughs> Let me, we are not at. No, we are not at that, sorry. We are it at is the, at that time of year. Yeah, we are at the time of year when the IPCPR show starts. And, by the way, IPCPR show. Folks, do you know what they call the gigantic gun show at Las Vegas? The SHOT Show. Super easy, super efficient. They don't call it the SNW, M&P, Colt, Magnum, Leroy, whatever. You know, okay, people. 
Quit making my life complicated so that you feel important. So your your complaint is with the acronym of the organization that puts it on? Exactly. That is entirely <laughs> my complaint is, let, let's just call it, can you just call it the tobacco show, the cigar show? Can you just call it something really simple? Do you have to try to, to hit your logo on every single time that I have to say it on this show? Well, no, but that's, but that's what it is. I mean, it's, it is one organization's trade show. The gun show, or whatever you could The shot, shot show. show. Is multiple people putting it on. It's not one organization. IPCPR is the body of people that organizes and puts on this event. So it is their event. It is the International Pipe, no, Premium Cigar and Pipe Retailers Association, something. Yeah, but let's just call it the Cigar Show. I'm just saying, make life simple. You don't have to brand every single moment. I don't walk up to people and say, hi, I'm Shane Reeves, Plans for the Future. I say, hey, I'm Shane. I don't walk up to everybody I know and say, hey, Shane Reeves with the cigar cast, glad to meet you. No, I'm Shane. Why in the world am I, do they have to try to slap that at me? And, and here's the worst part is you always, I always get the letters confused. I'm always ICPCRB, color green, yellow, magenta, whatever. And, I'll, and there's always somebody that wants to correct me. And let me tell you and, something. And most of the time it's the guy you do a podcast with. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you know, if the goal in your life is to correct me, congratulations. It's going to be easy, but it's not going to be very fulfilling <laughs> for either one of us. No, I, I understand why they do it that way, because they also the IBCPR is something that you buy membership into. So anyone can go start up a cigar shop or a smoke shop or whatever they want tomorrow and don't necessarily get an invite to the show. They want to... They want to kind of help let all of these hashtags and all of this information and all the talk about the IPCPR show as being the, um, as kind of do some advertising for them as why you might want to join the organization. You know, and I, I think, honestly, let's face it, your complaint is just that their acronym is too complex because the SEMA Auto Show is the exact same thing. Well, I've, I've never had can, any desire to go to the SEMA auto show, so it probably it, don't impact my life on the level, but I agree with you. Yeah. But anyway, let's... And it is a mouthful. I will give you that. It is definitely a mouthful. So happening at the LMTOUV show this week is a Bingo. whole bunch of new cigars. And we could spend a whole show going over it, but I'm just going to hit the high points. I just want to hit a couple of the ones that I'm really excited about. And the rest of them, y'all can look them up on Halfwell, Aficionado, Cigar Coop. There's a lot of really good websites out there to get all that from. There are two things that I'm really excited about, and I bet they're on your list as well. And I think it'll surprise the listeners to find that these were the two I picked out to talk about with all the information, knowing what they know about you and what they know about me. But okay. I'll let you go first. The first thing I want to talk about is... It's interesting, since you're smoking the Romeo Nicaraguan, which is an Altadis product, they are launching the Monte Cristo Nicaraguan to launch at the 2018 ICPCR. It will be made in the... AJ Fernandez is teaming up with Altadis and Monte Cristo, and it will actually be produced in the Fernandez factory. That, that sounds like a winner. Um, the, I wonder how different it's going to be from the Romeo, though. I, the Nicaraguan tobacco is what gives it its, its real distinct flavor. So if they're do, giving it the same treatment, other than the price point, I don't know what... Well, how. it's produced at the Fernandez factory in Esteli. It contains 100% Nicaraguan tobacco. So it is a Nicaraguan puro, which you would think, being that, you know, being called the Romeo right. Nicaraguan, that it would be there. Or the Monte Cristo. Or Monte Cristo yeah. Nicaraguan, that it would be there. But I am excited because I enjoyed... So... Is your thought that what can they do to improve on the Romeo? Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking is because it's perfect. And I don't say that about a lot of cigars. And, you know, even my beloved Yellow Rose of Texas is not a perfect cigar. This is a perfect cigar. There's nothing, absolutely nothing I would change about it. So I'm really, really going to be interested to see what they can do on the Monte Cristo line under that label that improves upon this. Well, the adding of A.J. Fernandez to the deal 
gives me a little hope because a lot of times the stuff that AJ collaborates with them on does have a little more of his signature kick, a little more of his flavors. Whereas the Romeo is a purely Altadis product, this is a collaboration. Yeah. And yeah, so the thing I love about AJ's stuff is the fact that it's it packs a little bit more of a bite in the punch. So it's it's a full-bodied cigar, but you actually kind of taste some of that bitterness and that rawness, and I usually like that. I don't know if I would like it as a part of this. I really like the way this cigar hits me on the back of the tongue instead of the front. I'm I am thrilled to try this cigar though. Uh, let me let me be very clear on that because if they can improve upon this I'm sold. Well, the pricing is going to be a little on the high end of the market About for 16, me. 16, I think. Uh, no, the Robusto starts at 11.75 and the Churchill ends at 13.70, so it ain't terrible. That's low for a money. And uh, yeah, I mean, that, but for cigars in general, that's kind of on the higher side is. for me. It is, but you've got to remember, like, Monty is up there competing with Davidoff and Padron as some of those legacy lines that that really have that pedigree that that drives their ticket prices. I will say I'm starting to get sold on the tubo because this cigar is excellent. I mean, the, look how oily that wrapper is and how rich that is. And I've smoked a lot of underground Maduros, and I've never had one this oily. Yeah. The burn is perfect. You know, everything about this cigar is really, really nice. I'm, I may become a tubo guy at some point in my life. How about that? Maybe you can teach an old dog new tricks. I can be one over. What do you got? All right. So I'm going to talk about something that I guarantee is on your list. Uh Drew Estate, and you've probably seen this all over the place. Everyone is talking about it, including some of my buddies from Texas have already gotten their hands on some of this stuff. Drew Estate is going to introduce three new Liga Pravada sizes, uh, including the Nasty Fritas. Um, so it's going to be um, a Corona Viva. Uh, I lost, I lost my place. Um, anyway, because what, what I really want to talk about, though, is the Nasty Fritas. It's a, it's a cone. Right. Yeah, I, it's, a, it's a pyramid. Yeah, but, but, in a, but not even quite a pyramid. This is a pyramid on steroids. Like, this is very, very tapered. It's going to be... Um, I'm looking if they actually announced the size. 52... Just under four inches long with a 52 ring gauge at its widest point. And it sells in 50 count boxes for 325 bucks or about 650 a cigar. Which, when you compare that with the, the was it the Papas Fritas? Right. Which is a three inch cigar. Right. By and it's like 40. 42 or 44. Right. Uh, at, at not far off that price, you're getting a lot of Liga tobacco for that price. And it just, it looks interesting. It looks fun. I'm glad to see them kind of branching out and experimenting a little bit. The other sizes, I mean, they're, they're new sizes to the line, but it's nothing you haven't ever seen before. They're all four and a half, 46. And so what's your opinion of the Papas Fritas? Do you like the I Papas love it. Fritas? I love it. It's, it's, a great, it's a great commuter smoke. I mean, it's expensive for that. I mean, when you think you can get a tin of Liga for 30 bucks for a, a tin of, I think, six little senoritas, and they're about the same amount of smoke, you, you know, it, it's not great value for money. It's not the cheapest commuter cigar that there's out there, but I love it. It's Liga tobacco. It's a 40-minute smoke if you're taking it slow or a 20-minute smoke if you've got a short commute and you're hitting all the traffic lights right. I mean... Well, I'm surprised to see Drew Estate expanding that line with them expanding. You know, they just announced 14 new tins. You know, that they're, they're really doubling down on their tin line, their product there. Well, and I've got to say, I am a recent tin convert. I will... So, I mentioned that... I haven't really been smoking a lot this week. I've been trying to save a little bit of money, to, and so I've been trying to watch the cigar budget a little bit and just kind of like... So what I've been doing is exploring my humidor at the house, which is not like exploring yours, but kind of getting into some of the dark 
depths of this humidor, and I'm, I'm seeing some stuff that's been in there for years. But nothing special, just cigars that I've let sit in there because I've always had something better to smoke. So I was challenging myself to get through some of that backlog, if you will, and I, I had a tin worth of both the Oliva and the Perdomo Champagne. And 20-minute smoke tastes just as good as the real thing. When it comes time for me to rebuild my humidor and to kind of stock it back up, I'm going to make sure there's at least three tins in there at all time. And the Liga tin is going to be something that is, and the Undercrown Maduro is going to be one that is absolutely a part of that. So the tin is a double-edged sword for me. The problem with the tin is I'll tend to smoke a cigar when normally I wouldn't if I have a tin. And I'll, because I love the little Padron tins. Oh, me too. You know, that's a great cigar. I got a punch. I have a Maker's Mark. And all, but the problem is they'll make me smoke a cigar when normally I wouldn't. The thing I like about it, though, is that I have a really bad habit of shoehorning a cigar into a situation where I don't have time for it. So kind of the opposite problem. So uh, lunch break is a perfect example of there are some days, today was one of them, where I just need to get out of the office and go have a cigar. And it's just... But like we talked about at the beginning of the show, the difference between a Churchill and the smallest Vitola in a given cigar is pretty small. So you kind of feel like an idiot for buying the small version of the cigar when you're not getting your best value for dollar, especially if you actually prefer the bigger cigar. But what happens is you run out of time, so you either have to let it sit out for four hours while you finish up the rest of your day and come back to it, and it's not going to be as great, or you, you know... Or you just kind of rush through it and make yourself sick. You know, there's a lot of stuff. So it's perfect for me because I constantly find myself like, I know I only have 30, 45 minutes, but good Lord, I need a cigar right now. Yeah, it's, it's all in how your personality and how your lifestyle lends itself. There's, you know, like I said, my biggest complaint, I'll sometimes try to shoehorn a cigar in, to use a phrase you use, pretty accurate, when I probably shouldn't. When I probably should just say no. I'll wait till tonight when I can turn on the poker and really sit here and relax and enjoy myself. Yeah. So, but let's step away. When we come back, being as we're talking about Drew Estate, let's talk about the Drew Estate factory blends. I've got thoughts. I've got ideals. I've got to get opinions. This is a big subject for us. So we'll be back in a few minutes. Please enjoy the Cigar Under 8. Shane here with the Cigar Under 8. Tonight I want to talk about the Tatawahe Havana 6. Now, this is a cigar I got to experience the other day because I happened to be in a shop and they were having a flash sale, so these were even lower than the $8. And Tatawahe is kind of the master of the no-frills label, the no-frills box, and being able to deliver. We probably should mention more Tatawahe's in this segment of the show. Yeah, I was actually talking to... um someone just before we started recording about Tatawahe and how I love their stuff and I just don't smoke enough of it and I, I think that's probably the case with most people because it's so unassuming on the shelf. Well the, the Tatawahe Havana 6 and it's Havana VI but it's Havana 6 it's a Nicaragua it's a Cuban seed hand rolled Nestle Cuban seed fillers and then Nicaraguan binders and wrappers. Um, it is a full-bodied cigar. This ranks it kind of a medium full, but it's a full-body. It's trust absolutely me. a full-bodied cigar. And you can pick these up, the 65 by 52s You pick up, they're a box of 24, and you pick them up for right around $7.5, $6.5 a stick. Yeah. And just a great cigar. Um, the Tatawahe, it is a slow-smoke cigar, so this is a cigar you're going to sit down and enjoy for an hour or better. A uh, great cigar for the money, great second cigar of the night. By all means, everybody check out the Tatawate Havana 6. And welcome back to the Cigar Cast. This is one of your hosts, Shane Reeves, sitting across from the man who's a credit to his gender, Trey Dedman. <laughs> Name the song. Oh, man. Oh, you're going to put me on the spot. I know the answer, but I, I'm drawing a blank. Warren Zevon, poor, poor, pitiful me. Uh, 
All my life, I've wanted to be referred to as a credit to my gender and compared to a wearing blender. <laughs> but uh, Warren Zevon, one of the great underrated musical talents of our time. I think you're reaching a little bit, but certainly, certainly worth a listen. I'll give you that. You sit down and you listen to Lawyers, Guns, and Money. You listen to Poor, Poor, Pitiful Me. You listen to so many of the songs, The Werewolves of London, and so many of the Excitable songs. Excitable Boy. Excitable Boy. Excitable Boy gets a little dark. Well, see, that's <laughs> my complaint with Warren, and that's why I brought that up, is that it gets dark quite a bit. He, he, had, some, he had some problems. He yeah, had some he, demons. He had some issues. But let's get back to talking about cigars. Oh, that's right. It is a cigar cast. Update me on that Romeo. I'm... I am so happy with the choice I made tonight. This is absolutely the cigar I wanted. I mentioned earlier, it's perfect, and it really is. It's kind of a black pepper type spice that's hitting me right on the back of the tongue and a little bit of the throat. It probably, that may have be partially due to the fact that I haven't been smoking as much as normal, so I'm just kind of feeling it a little bit more but I'm tasting every piece of this cigar. There's a little bit of clove flavor that I'm noticing, and it's just such a well-balanced, spicy, full-flavored cigar, and I'm just so happy. It's hard to beat it. And this, this Undercrown Maduro, the San Andreas wrapper, one of my favorite wrappers, the tubo in it has actually inspired me. I believe I'll go pick up some of the Undercrown Shade Tubos which I have not ever picked up. But after smoking this one, I think I'm going to pick up a couple of those to go on the cruise with me. Oh, nice. And all, it's that time of year I'm starting to get my cruise smoke stocked And up. the tubos are great for that. They are, they are awesome at being able to travel with. Oh, yeah. I could throw one in my backpack when we're getting off the boat. And if we end up at a horse and buggy ride or just sitting on a beach somewhere, I don't have to bring my whole three-finger case. I just pull that out, pop the cap, and I'm ready to smoke. There you go. You know, and sometimes I'll even, if I'm going to do that, I'll pre-cut it and drop it back in there just so that I don't have to carry a cutter with me. All I got to do is provide a box of matches and have fire. I've been known to do that as well. Number one, it's protected. Number two, it's somewhat sealed. So as long as you're still going to smoke it that day, you don't have to worry about it drying out too bad. Yeah, I wouldn't, I would never pre-cut them days in advance. And it's, and it's also nice because you can slide it back into that tube Anyone who's ever tried to cut a cigar and then put it back in the cellophane knows what a pain in the rear end that is. Oh, yeah. The tubo, you don't have that. So let's talk about the big news. To me, this is the biggest news from the show. This is one of the most amazing things. Is Drew Estate the only one who's really pushing this year? Seems like they are. Seems like, they're, seems like Drew Estate is coming out with a big presence this year. It's like they're walking up to the table and just laying yeah. it all out there. Seems like every day on Facebook, there's a new Drew Estate thing hitting. There's something new Drew Estate is doing. So the Drew Estate factory smokes. The concept of the factory smokes is it's a bundle business. Um, There's going to be the sweets, the Maduro, the shade, and the sun-grown. And they're going to be sold in bundles of 20. But we're talking about a bundle of the Maduros in 6x60s is $52.50 for 25. crap. So we're talking about a sub three dollar cigar and is that going to diplomat dealers is it online what it's is going it? everybody it's going to everybody going nationwide so the inside skinny on how because I, I did a little research on this and may have consulted some sources i have would i would expect nothing less from you the inside skinny on this is um you know the ila del sol that drew estate makes yes well the ila del sol has always been a very inexpensive cigar and what it is is it's the leftovers from where they cut the tobaccos and they're actually rolling the tobaccos they take all that scrap tobacco and create the famous cuban sandwich where they put a little bit of long filler in there and then put a wrapper on it gotcha the quality construction is not going to be great it's not going to be terrible i believe you know the ila del sol that's my complaint with it more often than not is that the quality construction just does not hold up you tend to get some uneven burns with that one but at four or five bucks a cigar you know you don't care and here's the thing you know these are going to be two dollar cigars at a two dollar cigar two or three dollar cigar are you really going to complain about the quality or are you going to at one point say hey by the way i am smoking a three dollar cigar here yeah exactly you know we were talking kind of earlier about or i think we're going to talk later i don't remember which <laughs> it the budget friendly cigar right now this time of year how to find it that sort of thing the difference in smoking a budget cigar in your mindset makes such a difference in fact i was talking to austin 
he's down at IPCPR right now, and he said that when he comes back, he's got a couple of things that he's going to want some people to try, and that the key for him when you hand someone a cigar to get feedback on, not just as a gift, but to get feedback on, never tell them the price ahead of time. Right. Because he knows if he hands me a $16 cigar and tells me it's a $16 cigar before I smoke it, that I'm immediately going to take four points off of it for being that expensive. That's just who I am. So I think, so for me, I, I completely agree. You put a $3 stick in someone's hand and you go, you know what, That's a, it's okay. But then when you find out, though, it, it costs less than a cup of coffee, okay, then, then it's actually pretty good. Well, let's get down to the business aspect of, though, of this, though. I'm interested to see this. Does it behoove a brick-and-mortar shop to have these bundles? Only if you don't break them out. So, but, I mean, say, you know, I go in there and I buy a bundle of them and I stick them in my locker, and for the next, you know, ten times I come in here, I'm reaching in my locker and pulling out a $3 cigar instead of going in the humidor and buying an 8 or $10. Yeah, I mean, it's true, but... I think if, if you're talking about the kind of guy who normally spends 8 to $12 on a cigar and buying that bundle, you're, you're still going to make your money back on that person. Well, if, they're, if they're going to switch from quorums over to these, then, yeah, it's probably not much of a value add to your humidor. Well, and it is, you know, I've, like a friend of mine was telling me the other day, he said, okay, so I go buy a $5 cigar or a $4 cigar. I don't mind having an extra beer that night. Right. And a shop's going to make infinitely better margin off of a beer than they are off of that cigar. Or here's another, this is a perfect example of, of kind of the difference between the two of us. For me, that would be, I'm still going to come in and I'm going to have my cigar, but now I've already got my second cigar. Right. I'll put that bundle in there. And so these are probably going to all be made in the Cuban sandwich style. Yeah. You know, basically where you're just taking leftover tobacco and you're, it's not a pure long filler cigar. It's not like this undercrown I'm holding that if I split it open right now, it would come out to its individual components. There would be very little dust. So my question is, what's going to happen when these get too popular and they run out of scraps to make them with? I'd figure the, I don't figure they're going to be that good. Huh? I don't figure they're going to be so good that that happens. I think, I think Drew Estate has seen a corner of the market here that they can come into. And I approve of the overall trend because if these can't stay on the shelves because everybody buys them out as quick as they come in, then, then we get more of it from other people. Right. Perdomo's going to say, hey, wait, we're throwing away a fortune here. You know, there's going to be a lot of companies say, okay, why are we throwing this away when we can hit that button? And so we, this could lead in, usher in an age of the inexpensive bundle business. Well, and I'm all for it too. As having something on standby just to, just to take up space in the humidor and to know I have it, if I've got a buddy coming over who's not a real good, a real prolific smoker, if it's, if it's a night where I'm trying to shoehorn a, a cigar in at the end of the day and I know I don't have enough time to really, this is going to be one that I don't mind throwing out halfway through if I have to. Well, so I think your brick-and-mortar stores that have bar service are going to keep these and they're going to benefit from these well. And I think your brick and mortars that don't have bar service are probably going to shy away from them. I, I, th I think you've probably got a point there. And because there, you know, there is a point where, you know, you've got a, you know, a four buck cigar doesn't pay the Wi-Fi, doesn't pay the rent. No. And also, but by the same token, if they're doing a volume business, if, you know, they're getting in a hundred bundles a week and a hundred bundles a week are leaving. Well, that's the thing. If you're selling them, you're selling them. Yeah, if the, if the bundles are coming in and the bundles are going out, you're not hurting yourself. Exactly. So I'll be inter this is going to be one of the most interesting things. We're going to keep you updated on the Cigar Cast, and also I'm going to want some feedback from our listeners as to when these start arriving into the shop, what happens. Yeah. And can, can, we, can I just go ahead and get permission? I'd like to see, go buy a permit to smack the first person that lights one of these up and grumbles about it. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. It's a it's a three dollar cigar. Deal with it. Well, well, that's like about six years ago or, or or so. The not the tattoo, the Siri P from Tatawahe came out. The Tatawahe Siri P is a Tatawate Tatawahe that you could get for under five dollars. And yeah, and it was it was a phenomenal cigar. You can still find them every once in a while. You know, you could buy a box of 20 for less than $100. And 
it got a little bitter once you hit the band. Right. And I used to hear people moaning and complaining about that all the time. And I'm like, well, for that price, like, you got your money's worth. Well, and it's I, still a full Corona. It's not even like a little petite Corona. It was a full Corona for that price. And I wonder, you know, Pedro does a lot of bundle business of a lot of his shops. You know, Don Gonzalez that comes on the show all the time. He does a big bundle business. I'll be interested to see how this affects his bundle business having a big-name company coming out with this. And I have no doubt this has something to do um, with Swisher Suites owning part of Drew Estate. They've probably showed them some factory, you know, how to manufacture cigars on a... Some efficiencies. Yeah, there's probably... And, they, you know, and they, got, they got Swisher money behind them. They can buy the machines or whatever or bigger crops of tobacco. There's probably a lot... This may be something only Drew Estate can pull off. It may not be something Perdomo can pull off. Only time will tell. But I'm anxious to keep my eye open and see what that is. That's really exciting to me to, to see what that is. By the way, I do have to say, so today when I was looking for topics to talk about tonight, I flipped over to Cigar Snob Magazine. I would like you to see whose picture is on the front page of Cigar Magazine. Oh, Nag- look at that. Yes, I, my picture is still on the front page of Cigar Snob Magazine's website. My wife and I sitting with another couple smoking cigars at the Florida Barn Smoker. How about that? You're famous. I'm famous. Now but you no. just need to reach out to him and say, hey, I'm that guy in the picture. Will you tag my podcast? Yeah, how, how, about, <laughs> how about throwing some, a little bit of money this way? But we, but we really don't do it for the money. We do it because we no, love I doing know. it. I, I know because I actually think it's becoming an addiction. But moving forward, uh, let's, let, let's not delve too deeply into my inner demons. Speaking of addictions, though, you guys know that I am addicted to accessories in all their forms. Uh, the only thing on the accessory side that I'm really looking forward to from the show is a new release from Calibri. They are doing a, uh, a celebration of their 90th year in business. Now, Calibri started in London 90 years ago. They've since moved to New York. So what they've done is they've come out with an anniversary series of matching pair of the V-Cut and the Rally Lighter. The Rally Lighter is beautiful. I don't think I've ever talked about it on the show but on the V-cutter, on the top piece, it says London and 1928. And then there's a, a laser etching of the London skyline. You can see, the, you can see Big Ben and the London Tower, um, or the Tower Bridge, rather. And then on the lighter, it's the same. It's, it says New York 2018. There's a big 90 on there. And then you can see the laser etching of the Empire State Building and uh, the Statue of Liberty. It's absolutely stunning. And stuff like that's so much fun to get. It's so much fun to, say, to get something like that, that that really has some meaning. Especially That's especially a great gift if you've got somebody in the shop that loves that kind of history, that's the Churchill guy. Oh, yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, and the, the really cool thing is th- that the set is only 128 bucks. For a, for a special edition anniversary set, especially from Calibri, that's a tremendous price. You're looking at $59 for the V-Cut, and the Rally is 69 for the lighter. So really only a, a, about a $10 increase on both cases over the, the regular production version. Yeah, that, and, that, and Calibri's great at that. Calibri leads the league to me in the in the value division of accessories. You know what I see here, though, is that, so Austin here at at Crown was one of the first people to take them up on their shop branding. This shows me that they're really going to try and push the envelope with this laser engraving technology that they've got. That's how they do the, the shop branding. So now they're putting that in some of their creative. I think they're going to give an Mark my words on this. I think they're going to give Zycar a run for their money on the the artistic and stylistic uh, approach to their accessories like we've never seen from them before. And they already have the construction and the, the overall design. I think they're knocking this out of the park. Stand by for segue. Does Lotus and um, Calibri, Calibri, are they the same company or is Lotus a different company? Lotus, Lotus is a different company. Because Lotus is putting out something that I can't believe has not been invented already. Is this the ashtray? The ashtray that actually has the lighter and cutter attached to 
you know, a reel with some steel cable on it. Which, so that was the other thing I, I had pulled up to talk about. I, I want to talk, like, what a sad state it is that we've come to this. That someone's marketing their ashtray on its ability to keep your stuff from being stolen. It's a harsh reality of the world we live in. It is. But I'm, I'm not against it because, you know, it would be nice... Now, it's funny because the ashtray comes in at nineteen ninety nine, but the kit that actually has the pieces that attach the, the cables with the reels is an extra nine ninety nine. I see them selling a lot more of the cables with the reels than I do the kit. Yeah. Than the actual ashtray, because most people already have an ashtray, but like we have a cigar cutting and lighting station here at Crown. Which, if you'll recall, though, when it was first installed, had those same cables and wheels and became a tangled mess within two weeks of its being installed. Well, but they didn't really have the reels. They had line hooked to the other side with weights. It wasn't really a high-quality... Oh, was it? Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah, okay. the reason for the entanglement is because the engineering was not sound on that particular product. And all this, the engineering seems much more sound. I do think it is sad, and I do think I'd like to have one of those little spray bottles, like at the gym with some sort of antiseptic, because if I'm going to use one of these cutters, you can bet I'm going to hit it with a shot of that yeah. before I actually well, that put should, it on my cigar. I mean, that should be something with a... You just get the lens cleaning wipes that people have for their glasses. You just keep a stack of... They, they make them in the little, like... Yeah, the little one-shots. I keep them in my car. Yeah. You just keep one of those by your cutting station if you own a shop. That, I would find that... In, I would really appreciate that. It's kind of like mouthwash in the bathroom. Yeah. I love a cigar lounge that has mouthwash in the bathroom because you've had your cigar, you're getting ready to go do something, take a little hit of that, and you really clean, kind of feel cleaner when you come out. Yeah. Uh, what, one of the other things I do want to point out about this ashtray just real quick is what I also like about it is not only are the, it still has a place to rest for. Uh, cigars, even though it's given up some of, some of its real estate to my favorite feature, which are little pockets that you can actually set the lighter and the cutter in. So even though they're attached, it still has their own little spot where they go, uh, hopefully to kind of prevent some of that entanglement as well. Oh, well, very well designed, well engineered piece of equipment. I like it. Now, this doesn't happen often. Very rarely does this happen, but I've got to admit that I was wrong. Everybody stand back. Um, Certain people in my life take notice that I'm about to admit that I was wrong and that the world is not going to end. You ought to try it sometime. <laughs> but I'm going to admit that I was wrong. The Hoya Cinco Decadas is coming out at the IPCPR. Austin and I were talking earlier this week, and Austin said, oh, yeah, but they're going to be expensive. And I said, but they're a Hoya. Hoya is not known for a $20 cigar. Hoyas, you know, even their Cinco, um, Quattro Cincos, when they were the limited release, were only $12 or $15. Right. And, uh, and I said, I just can't imagine that they're going to be $20. Well, sure enough, the Cinco, Cinco Decadas going to be a 7 by 50 and then there's going to be a Diadem, which is basically a Perfecto, that's going to be a 6 by 54 and they are going to retail for $20. Oh. <laughs> I was wrong. Austin was correct. I may never live this down. It's not like the guy is in the industry for a living or anything. Yeah, it's not, it's not like he knows much. But I, do, I am excited about this cigar coming out. I will pay the price and have a couple. It probably will keep me from buying a box. When it comes to $20 yeah. cigars, about the only thing I'm going to spend the money on a box of $20 cigars is a feral flying pig. Right. Or, or Padron for me. Yeah, a Padron quality cigar. But I am excited. The Cinco Decadas is going to be Hoya's 50th anniversary cigar. Um, Nicaraguan Puro rolled with some of the company's best tobacco leaves. So I do think it's going to be an outstanding cigar. I'm excited to smoke one on the show as soon as he gets them in here. I will smoke one on the show. Speaking of Hoya, and I touched on it in the Cigar Under 8 last week, but I'd love to get your feedback on what you... Are you as excited about the Hoya Silver as I am? I am, because... The Hoya Red was good. The Hoya Black was good. The Hoya Cabinetta was amazing. I love the Cabinetta. Still one of my go-to sticks. So I'm excited to see what comes out of this silver. I think that's going to be a great cigar. Um, it will not be $20, thankfully. No. no, I think it retails for less than 7 Yeah, it's going to be a cigar under 8 for sure. And I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm excited, and I'm excited to see companies 
produce, and I'm excited to see companies acknowledging that we're an educated enough clientele that you're not going to give us an $8 cigar and we're going to expect it to taste like a $20 cigar. Right. By and large. We're going to be pleasantly surprised when that happens, but it's not our expectation. Yeah. How many times have we been sitting here in the shop and someone said, oh, yeah, you know, you'll hear it the other way. Oh, yeah, this Opus X, it don't really taste like a $20 cigar. The, right. the Camacho Liberty I smoked. Mm-hmm. Camacho Liberty I smoked would be good in the price range of the regular Camachos. But at 20 bucks each, it's not worth it. It's right. just not the, the value isn't there for me. And that was a stretch for them as a brand anyway. I, I find it, it's kind of like uh, Kia, for example, the car company, came out with the K900 a few years ago. And it was a $50,000 Kia. And it's a great car. And it's a well-equipped car and stuff like that. But who's going to want to pay $50,000 for a Kia? And that's kind of how I feel about Camacho. Now, I love Camacho cigars. But that's not a brand I think about in the $20 range. I think that that's a bit of a reach. I think they're kind of getting a little big for their britches at that point. I think they need to kind of stick with the price point they're at. You know, I tell customers all the time when they come to my office and they talk about selecting a builder for their house. Be sure you select a builder that builds houses the square footage that you're building. Every builder has a wheelhouse of houses, whether they're 1,500 to 3,000 square foot or 3,000 to 5,000 or 5,000 and up. Every builder has a wheelhouse that they're set up to build in. Yeah, because you don't want to hire a tiny house builder for your McMansion. Exactly. You've really got to, and, and builders are notorious to take on a project bigger than they're prepared for. So I always tell people, hey, when you're selecting your builder, run to the permit office and it's public record. See what the last 10 permits he pulled were square footage-wise. Take an average and be sure your house falls in that average because if it doesn't, you're setting yourself up for trouble. And I think a lot of times cigars are that way. You know, if a cigar company is known, if Padron, who's known for making $20 cigars, comes out with a $40 cigar, it's probably worth it. If Drew Estate, or let's take someone, if Quorum, who's known for $4 cigars, comes out with a $20 cigar, you're going to have a hard time selling that one to me. Yeah, absolutely. So there, we've, we've, we must be cheap tonight. We've spent a lot of time talking about money. <laughs> so the last cigar I want to talk about this week as it relates to the show is my father's new release. My father oh, is I launching this. Yes, the Gran Offerta, or Offerta, which is the grand offering. It's an Ecuadorian wrapper. Binder and filler is Nicaraguan. Um, origins Nicaraguan. It's supposed to, it's, the artwork is modeled after an old Cuban brand, and I will say, nobody does label art like my father. No, uh, bar none. The detail that they offer on their label art, the quality of their label art is second to none, with the possible exception, sometimes Fuente can get close. Yeah. I would say my father is number one, and Fuente possibly number two. I would say that's fair. But the... La Grande Offerta, which is going to be released at the IPCPR show this year. I may just get one of those. Now, they have not announced the price of this cigar yet. And that's always going to be the kicker because, you know, my father, we're talking, we go back to my builder analogy. My father is a 12 to $15 cigar company. They, no, they're one that can hit that $20 mark, though. You think they can perform at $20? Yeah, I do. I, their quality is there. I don't think they're current price point is because that's what they can do. I think it's because it's what they choose to do. And anytime you've gotten a hand, gotten your hand on anything limited production that uh, DPG has put his hands on, you can really see it. The quality is there. The thoughtfulness is there. Uh, the experience and skill is there. I, I don't have any concerns over a higher price point out of that factory whatsoever. That's interesting. It'll be interesting to see. The, la- the last thing I want to talk about this week an experience in the humidor. So when Agonorsa Farms came out with the Guardian of the Farm, I told Austin, you got to get that cigar in here. It'll sell. Trust me. That's a great cigar. The pricing is great. There's a couple of full boxes in there right now. Uh, well, actually, no. And all that's part of the story. Austin bought them and got them in, and we walked in there the other night, and there was like four left into the last box there. And I said, see, I was right. He said, no, it has a dog on the cover, and one of our ladies that runs the daytime trade here loves dogs, 
And every time somebody would come in and ask for a cigar, <laughs> that's a brilliant piece of marketing on their part. He said, because when somebody asks for a cigar, she puts that. He said, if I look at the tallies and see who sold cigars, she sold more Guardians of the Farm than the others solely because there's a dog on the label. So what you're telling me is we're about to see a markup in the shop as he plays with that line to see where the cuteness of the, the dog on the label becomes... Yeah, well, at what point does the, does the cuteness not over... Or the recommendation of the barmaid... Is barmaid ter- a correct term? Not anymore, I don't believe. Not anymore? Okay. The recommendation of the bar professional... There you go. And, don't, and she is great. She's absolutely one of the very best. I love her to death. I think she does a great job here. But what I'm saying is the price point. Like, I bet coming with a recommendation and the fact that it's got a great label and a great story, I bet, I bet you could play with that. Now, Austin's not the kind of guy to do that, so it won't happen. But I would be tempted if I were a shop owner to be like, let's see if, if this thing's moving at this price. Let's see if we add a dollar to it, if it yeah. still moves. They're moving at eight fifty a stick. What would they do at 10 Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I say that's a possibility, but that's really... The last cigar I wanted to mention is the La Grande Offerta. Well, I mean, we hit it about right. We're getting about time to uh, to wrap up the episode. I know it flew by. I kind of, I, I feel like I wasn't really prepared for this anymore. I'd lost a little step. But I want to thank everybody who listens for sticking with us these past four weeks. I know that we've had some audio issues. We've had to throw some uh, old content your way just to make up some you know, to make up the time. Really thankful for all of your words of encouragement and for sticking with us. We finally got some new gear that works, that sounds good, and that we know how to operate. And so we're back in it. Uh, So I just want to say a quick thank you for that. Well, and I also, on a personal note, have got to say thank you to Trey. My grandmother passed away last week and I was not able to record and you went above and beyond the call of duty to put together some clips that had never made air before. And I really appreciate you going above and beyond, above and beyond during what was a pretty tough time for me for a couple of days. Well, it was absolutely my pleasure to do it. So I, but I, but thank you for that. But thanks everybody for listening. Talk to us on facebook.com slash the cigar cast or on Twitter, on Instagram at the cigar cast and jump on over to iTunes. If you get a second, give us a rating and a review just really helps us in the, in the rankings and, and whatever the iTunes magic voodoo that, that puts everything together, helps us get in front of more people. Well, thanks everyone for listening and until next week, have a great cigar and think well of us. (laughs) 